Yo, this is uh, Willie Terry, a Roman label correspondent for the Hustle Mohawk uh, magazine. And I'm here today at the Oakwood Community Center in Troy, where they are having a Kwanzaa. I have as my guest, and, and, and I'm a special guest, and this is one of the originators of the Kwanzaa program com coming into the Capital Region. And I think she's a member of the Capital Region Kwanzaa Coalition, right? Yes. All right, and her name is Mickey Kahn. How you doing, Mickey? Hi, doing fine. Thank you for asking me to interview. Right. Yeah. So, Mickey, just give me a little history of how things got started and how you got involved. Well, Kwanzaa itself got started in the 60s after the 1966 riots, uh, Watts riots, rebellions as some people call it. Um, people began to realize that we needed to do things in a different way. We needed to look at our values, at what kind of lives we as a, an African-American community wanted to live, what, what did we want to pass out pass on to our children. And so Milana Karanga, professor at UCLA, um, invented, put together a Kwanzaa celebration. Now that is very unique and unusual in and of itself because most of the celebrations have come about through religious figures or events, things like that. Um, but this one, it's in our lifetime, we know who invented it, who put it together, and it caught on like water on a thirsty plain. It was really, it really struck a chord in so many people, and eventually made its way as a celebration to the East Coast. And um, it was in the late 60s that the Kwanzaa celebration began to occur in the capital region. The Hamilton Hill Art Center, which at the time was under the directorship of my mother, Margaret Cunningham, they were the first to introduce the Kwanzaa celebration to the area. And it caught on. It went on for many years as a one-day celebration, even though it was designed as a seven-day celebration. And some years ago, I don't know the exact year, but Aaron Carter and I got to talking, and Aaron had a vision of seven days of Kwanzaa, which is what it was. Aaron Carter is a community activist and organizer from the Albany region. Yes, yes, he's the director of Ujima Journeys. And so together we began to think about how we could do Kwanzaa as a seven-day occasion. And we formed the Kwanzaa Coalition, which is a group of organizations, each of which will take a night of the seven nights as the um, organization here has done. They've taken a night and they're putting on a Kwanzaa celebration and the Kwanzaa Coalition supports them, helps them make sure they have and know knows everything they need. Now you do it in uh, Schenectady? 
Albany, and Troy. That's right. We probably will spread out more. That's right. That's right. So uh, one of the things that I didn't mention is that it is a seven-day celebration based on the seven principles of Kwanzaa. Uh, we use Swahili words, the language Swahili, which is an African trade language, and we use that to show that we can all communicate with each other and also to honor our roots as Africans, as African Americans. So the seven principles of Kwanzaa is called the Nguzo Saba in Swahili, and each day of Kwanzaa stands for a separate principle. Tonight is the second night of Kwanzaa, and the principle is Kujichagalia, or self-determination. Last night was the first night of Kwanzaa. The principle was Umoja, or unity. And we will go on as the week continues. Why do you think Kwanzaa caught fire. Do you think that's a desire for African people to really know their history and what what or what? Well we had as as African people have been portrayed in many hostile, disrespectful ways. And people who didn't even know us, who didn't even know our history, had negative thoughts about us. And I I imagine that you could talk to any African American and you would hear a story of uh, what had happened where they had been misjudged um, because of the negative assumptions that children have been taught from an early age. Um, these assumptions, unfortunately, not only affected those who disrespected African Americans, it also affected our own people, so that you found children who felt that they were less than, who heard the message, who would choose a white doll over a black doll, and so on. So I think what happened is that people began to see that Kwanzaa celebrates in a positive way who we are and who we can be and what our potential is for the future and what our past history was that we were not that our history is not just slavery that we had kings and queens and philosophers and you know inventors and all kinds of people worthy of respect and I think that's that's one aspect. Another aspect is having a celebration that is for African Americans, and it is a. <clears throat> if we we call each other brothers and sisters, now we want to act like brothers and sisters and get together at least annually and celebrate our relationships with each other and what those relationships can be. So that's another reason that Kwanzaa caught on. It was a time when this positivity was definitely needed. Now, how, how do you keep this 
you know, 365 days. How do you keep this going? Because it seems that it kind of just come around around this time, and then you don't hear no more. It's true. And once a year is a beginning. It's not, it's our goal to learn the principles and base our lives and our interactions on those principles. And we help each other within the Ponza Coalition. We help each other and support each other in doing that. And gradually, I think people will come to see that if it's valuable once a year, it's valuable all year round. Nikki, uh, I want to say that my time ran out, but uh, I, I have a lot of questions that I want to ask you, and I'm sure of me you got to come, come back together and, and, get, and talk about this some more and answer some of the other questions. And I want to thank you, uh, okay? And that's Nikki Khan, who's a member of the Capital Region Kwanzaa Coalition. Thank you.